Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State football podcast presented by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. I am your host of the Cowboy Chronicles podcast, Scott Wright of the Oklahoman, joined by my beat partner, Jacob Unruh. Uh, Jacob, I know very little today other than it is cold. I can uh, this 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 podcast our microphones have been indoors for the better part of the day and it's still freezing my hand to hold this microphone right. Yeah, now. it's it's a little it's a little chilly uh, to say the least. Uh, for the, for the Listeners who are interested, we're recording this on Monday evening. We usually record on a Tuesday night. Uh, we're doing a little early this week on the way back from a long day in Stillwater. And yesterday was a, a nice 75, 78 degrees. Today it feels like it's we're, uh, we're on a planet, was it Hoth on uh, <laughs> Star Wars? It feels pretty rough here. Um, I'm not a fan. I want to go back to a little warmer weather. Yeah. Just, just comfortable weather. That's all I ask. Oh yeah, absolutely. this isn't comfortable. No, not at all. Uh, but it was a, uh, it, w- it was, it was a long day in Stillwater, but a productive day. We had Mike Gunny's Monday press conference, which was, uh, which was solid. Lots of good information, uh, both about the uh, the current team and uh, reflecting on the past with less miles, all those sorts of things. Uh, you had uh, men's basketball interviews and practice. I went over and hung out with the women's soccer team and watched the NCAA selection show over there. Uh, we got a, got a lot done. It was a, it was a good day, good busy day in the, in Stillwater. Yeah, I'm I enjoyed it. Um, Mike Boynton and Lindy Waters and Avery Anderson, who we got to talk to for basketball wise, and um, they got their first road game all Wednesday and uh, go to Charleston. The team actually beat them last year. Mm-hmm. So they get to go on the road in this one. Uh, there might be a sellout crowd. They're expecting a huge crowd against them Very on Wednesday night. It's going to be a big test for a team with a lot of freshmen. And uh, Wednesday's a big day for the basketball team all the way around. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's something happening Wednesday during the day, early in the morning. Early, uh, early morning. Early, early morning, yeah. Well, before. Um, I'll no, be that, out of bed. You know, Cade Cunningham's coming. Supposedly, um, he's committed. He's he's not coming Wednesday. Uh, right. I should correct that. Um, yeah. He's coming in 2020. Uh, yes, he's, but he's supposed to be signing paperwork. Yes, to uh, yes make that uh, official. Validate that on Wednesday. Um, Rondell Walker, four star from Putnam West, is signing on Wednesday, and we don't know anything else yet. Uh, maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, there could be some more additions mm-hmm. to the basketball team. This huge recruiting class, um, perhaps the uh, God of Thunder. Uh, could join the recruiting class, JT Thor. Um, I will refer to him as God of Thunder from here on out if he signs <laughs> because uh, I love the last name of Thor. Um, he's going to hammer some dunks down. I've got to get these out of my system. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it's going to be bad. It's going to be real be, bad. This is going to be a long one. Yep, it's going to be real bad. Yeah. Um, you know, Bryce Thompson's still in play. He, he commits Tuesday morning at 10 a.m., uh, by then, you know, we'll know by the time you hear this podcast whether he's going to OSU, Kansas, OU, or UNC. Um, be interesting. UNC just committed, got a commitment from a four-star guard, kind of that spot that you thought maybe Bryce is going there if mm-hmm. he's there. So I don't know if Bryce is going there. He canceled his unofficial to OU last week. 
Um, I don't know what that means. Right. He went to OSU, went to Kansas. Uh, don't know what that means. Nope. Going to be very interesting and all down to the wire. Um, slip it in really quickly here that uh, the uh, OSU soccer team does open against South Dakota State Friday, 7 p.m. Is that the Jackrabbits Stadium? Uh, I can't. I can't keep them all straight up there. That sounds the, right. I think that's the Jackrabbits. That right. Um, at Neil Patterson Stadium Friday night, 7 p.m. Number three national seed. Uh, well, I say the national seed. They're 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 four four number three seeds, just like uh, in the NCAA basketball tournament, sort of. The NCAA's got to work out. They got to get. They got to get their seeding policies. Yeah. Like we need to have. If we're gonna have all these sixty-four team tournaments, let's uh, let's work out how the seeding is gonna be done in all of them, and just figure it out. It's uh, it's a mess. Uh, but anyway, let's get into some football stuff because that's what uh, we are here to do. We had a the, week off of football. What are you talking about? Right. It, it feels it forever. feels like it's been a long time since Oklahoma State has played a game. The. Uh, the Les Miles return has been a fun thing to cover. Les Miles spoke uh, on the Big 12 teleconference this morning about it. Gundy spoke about it at his, at his press conference. I'm writing about it for the Tuesday paper. might already be online by the time we're recording this um, if you want to go check it out. But um, I, I find it fascinating. It's, uh, it's such a, Les is such an interesting guy and, and has such an interesting place in Oklahoma State history with sort of uh, laying some pieces of the foundation for what Gundy has built and uh, really getting the program back on track. Um, Gundy, it seems, is just uh, is you know very appreciative for the most part for what Les Miles taught him and what uh, he handed to him in 2005. Yeah, it- you know, you, you were not getting the uh, crazy, fun stories necessarily out of Gundy that you would hope of Les Miles, but very, like you're, you're right, very appreciative. Talked about, you know, when they were, uh, when Les was the offensive coordinator and Gundy was the quarterbacks coach. There yeah. was a lot of talk about that today. How, how Gundy learned a lot from Les offensively, and Les learned a lot from Mike offensively. They butted heads. They always worked it out. Um, they made it work and. It was interesting how Gundy talked too about how when Les left OSU went to LSU, Gundy changed some things. Yeah, um, wanted to do some things a little bit differently. Um, he started bringing in the more up tempo things like that. Um, but I thought that was that was really interesting to me how things actually kind of changed after Les. Yeah, it was. He talked about the uh, the shorter practice times that uh, that they went to because of the. The pace that he was pushing his players at couldn't they couldn't sustain the long practices that uh, that Les Miles preferred. Um, even you know when we talked to Greg Gold on the podcast last week, he even talked about back in the, when they had three a days in uh, in camp. Yeah, three a days. We for, I so, forgot about that. Yeah, key nugget so he, there. Um, yeah, so Gundy obviously, and obviously there have been some uh, changes made in the rules since then. <laughs> yeah. now that uh, that uh, that would prevent a lot of things that Les probably tried to do back in the day but um the interesting thing that uh, that i found was gundy talking about the the sort of bedrock principle of offense being running the ball yeah because you don't think about that all the time with oklahoma state i mean obviously chuba hubbard makes you think about it justice hill made you think about it kendall hunter made you think about it but it was it was still it was a spread offense, a quarterback-based offense, throwing the ball around the yard, and 
you don't think about running the football being one of those primary principles of the offense. Uh, but he, he says that things that he learned under less were, uh, were were critical to maintaining that as as one of those principles that uh, that has stuck with him through all the different off- different offensive coordinators he's had, you know, all the different versions of this offense that we've had that we've seen over uh, over the the, uh, the past fifteen years, and uh, it, and it has and it, it has stuck with uh, with what they're trying to do. So that was uh, I thought really interesting, but you. you you were right. I really thought we would get a couple of really good, fun, behind-the-scenes, less-mile yeah, story this and, week. and we ch- I even tried last Tuesday yeah. with Gundy yeah. and got nothing. He said he could fill up our notebooks for, <laughs> for pages of it. I'm like, well, let's go. And we can't get anything out of them. Yes. You know, this is the Mad Hatter here. We got right? we got to get something out of them. And, yeah. you know, we got Greg Gold talking about last week. You know, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear some more of that stuff. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. Gundy's not not delivering on that. He's holding back. Oh yeah. Um, there's got to be some good stuff there. Oh, though. absolutely. You know there is. You know there. Is. I mean, he was the one who tipped us off to the Greg Gold story. True. Which, if you ha- if you haven't heard Greg Gold's Les Miles story, go listen to it. It's two podcasts back in our uh, in our log. Go check it out. You've got to hear that one. But um, yeah, you know there are some fantastic stories. Uh, that uh, that Gundy is uh, is hanging on to just uh, maybe out of respect or uh, or whatever maybe maybe just the interest of time <laughs> he just yeah doesn't, doesn't feel that uh, it's time to, uh, to doesn't have, feel he has time to share all of them right now so um, but interesting stuff we'll uh, we'll get into some more of that and uh, look a little bit at the uh, the actual game itself in in fact so. Uh, We'll take a quick break, come right back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. I'm your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. Jacob, I think one of the really interesting things when you look at at this matchup is and we, you could say this just about every week with the way that Chuba Hubbard has been running the ball but and especially when you look at what he did against a really good run defense for TCU so I'm really genuinely asking can Kansas even tackle Chuba Hubbard like can they uh, like can they literally stop him? Is he going to score a touchdown every time he touches the ball? There's a good. That's a good question. They're giving up. They're giving up well over 200 yeah. yards per game on it's, the ground. It's I when I was going through the numbers yesterday, I saw that and I thought, oh boy, <laughs> like what? Ooh, um, I yeah, I mm, I he's going to have some big runs. Yeah, I think he, there's a chance for some really big. Plays. You know. Is the over/under on fifty-plus yard runs for him four? Maybe. Oh, I like that number. Four and I a like half. That number. Maybe four and a half. Set it at four to... and a half. Ooh. Oh man, that's a good. That that is a good number to set it at. <sighs> I really liked four, so I'm gonna have to go under. Yeah. But, uh, but it's tempting. It's it really is. tempting. It is because the question is how long is he gonna play if he starts breaking those off? Yeah, that's true. Um, now the other issue though with that. Not, not, not with uh, with Hubbard's long runs, but with how long he plays. 
I'm I, I'm not to the point that I can fully trust this team to go blow somebody out. It's right true. Now. That's that's a very valid point. Um, Kansas offense isn't terrible, right? They're they've been on the ball. Though they just get thumped by Kansas State two weeks ago. Yeah, people forget. You know, they hung with Texas. They put up a lot of points on Texas. The Texas Tech game was bananas. Yes. Um, in the end there, uh, but I just I think this OSU defense is different. That maybe they they put they slammed the door earlier on Kansas than they have some of these other teams lately, and maybe lets OSU pull away maybe in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, now we usually don't get into our uh, our picks for the game until the uh, the end of the week episode, so we'll uh, we'll save that. But uh, which which direction are you leaning though on the uh, the point spread, which is up to eighteen now? Whenever I oh, looked just it was a little seventeen while ago. last night. Yeah. Um, I think I'll take OSU on that. I I'm, think right I'm now. I'm really torn right now yeah, on, on that. That's a good I, spread. I think, I think Oklahoma State wins this game, and I think that they control it. I just don't know if I've decided yet whether they are going to go win this thing by by close to three touchdowns. Here, here's a question. Gundy, they, they've played it pretty well all season. Does he want to really blow out less miles? Hmm. Is there something to that, or am I looking too much into that? Is there something yeah, that I mean, I mean, you want to go – not I mean, you want to stick it to less miles, but you want to go and dominate? Yeah. Yeah. I That's a that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know uh, what exactly he would feel about that. Obviously, you want to you wanna win and win comfortably. Um, you know, does he call off the dogs a little earlier because it's, it's less and he knows the – process that he's going through trying to build a program um yeah i don't know it's interesting it's interesting uh, interesting stuff to think about so um you know one of the uh one of the key points of this game i feel is going to be oklahoma state's pass rush which has been so vital mm-hmm. in what they've been able to do in their last two victories and helping them create turnovers and and uh, and and all the different things that they've done um, I'll be really interested to see how Kansas handles that. What uh, what new calls we might see from from Jim Knowles? But the most important thing is that Oklahoma State is just getting better on the defensive line right now, Jacob. Yeah, um, they're getting healthier and better. Yeah, and that's been crucial. Um, he mentioned what Cam Murray today, Tyler Lacey. Izzy um, Antoine. Israel Antoine has been really great lately, I think. Um, and you ask a question, you know, how do you, for us on the outside, it's hard to judge defensive tackles. Yeah. And he talked a lot about Antoine and Cam Murray in that spot. And uh, and the guys on the outside, too. Um, he didn't mention him by name, but he mentioned him last week, Trace Ford. Mm-hmm. I think has been a lot better, um, which is kind of scary because he was really good to start the year, too, and yeah. he's gotten a lot better. Um, and, and, you know, Kansas's quarterback and his name is totally escaping me. Carter right Stanley. Now. Yes, Carter Stanley. It's like I just wrote it in the paper this morning. <laughs> it's totally escaping me. Carter Stanley has played really well lately. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to have to get some pressure on him. You got Puka Williams there, who, who uh, I loved the reference of a bouncy ball uh-huh, Gundy on him. One. That was strong. that one really made me happy today. That was one of my favorite things Gundy talked about was a bouncy ball. Um, just thought that was bouncy, 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 uh, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, um, and I actually uh, freelanced last year that game to Kansas at, at OU, mm-hmm. the Puka had at OU. Um, so I've seen him dominate firsthand. 
So you've got to get some pressure on the quarterback to maybe force him to try to do some more things. Puka hadn't had the kind of numbers that I thought he was going to have this year. Um, but, you know, I think the defense – you're right, the defensive front's going to have to have a big game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So going to be going to be very interesting. We'll uh, – Take a quick break. Come back. Talk about some uh, some freshmen that might be in for a little bit more action and uh, and some other things before we wrap it up here on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. are back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. I'm your host Scott Wright joined by Jacob Unruh. Uh, Mike Gundy went into a little bit more detail on a couple of redshirting freshmen who could uh, who could see the lineup uh, a little bit more here down the stretch. Now we're still at the f- four game mark as far as yes. the games remaining. A lot of these guys who are in this uh, in this zone to redshirt have already played one game, played against McNeese yes, State. So I wouldn't expect to see him this week. So this week is probably too soon, but uh, but next week uh, against West Virginia, then uh, then you've got Bedlam, and you've also uh, got a bowl game, obviously at this point. So, uh, but uh, but a couple of a uh, couple of defensive backs with Xavier Player and uh, Demarco or DJ Jones from uh, Book- Booker T. Washington in Tulsa. Yeah, how, what do we call him? He's DeMarco's when he's on the roster, but he's always yeah. DJ in high school. Right, exactly. I'm so, still confused. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. You never know what to do. Mm. But uh, I, I try to stick to the roster yeah. as much as possible because I assume that at some point they actually ask the player what he wants his name to be on the roster. It's true. And uh, and put it out that way. So, um, so yeah. So we'll go with DeMarco Jones. But these are a couple of guys that I don't, I don't expect either one of them to factor in as uh, as backups in the in the secondary no. but definitely at some point you're going to see them on special teams you know kickoff is a big spot for those guys because that's basically 70 yards of running even if it's for a touchback mm-hmm. you know that's 70 yards of running for a guy who is you know a, a, a primary player i mean Braden johnson is still playing on kick the kickoff team so you know, you if you can replace a guy like that who you're constantly asking to run a bunch anyway, and uh, you know, take out five to eight trips of of a seventy yard sprint off of, off of his back, that's really helpful. So that's a a big spot for these redshirting freshmen to slide into. So we'll see what they do with uh, with those two guys. Uh, but uh, but it's fun to see those guys get some uh, get some action. Yeah, um, OSU used that well last year. They use it well this year. Yeah. Maybe some other guys scattered in there too that Gunny didn't name, but those are the two he really pointed out. Um, I think it's good to get in the game speed. Like you mentioned, they're running the seventy yards. They're going to get the idea right. of the game speed a little bit more. Yeah, uh, running that seventy yards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, like I said, I wouldn't expect them this week unless unless they wanted to hold them out of a. Bedlam or something. Yeah, keep you out know, of Bedlam. Uh, right. Maybe you might see him this week and things like that, but they're not going to burn the red shirt. Um, you know, he also mentioned what Langston Anderson's been a little bit banged up. Right. Where we might yeah. have seen him more actually at receiver. Yeah. Uh, more. But uh, kind of the Tyon Wallace role of his freshman year, getting, mm-hmm. you know, 25 some odd snaps and some catches and yeah. kind of get his feet wet there. But um, he's going to be kind of banged up, but he's back this week, so we don't know what we'll see with him. 
moving forward, that'd be kind of interesting too. Yeah, because he could factor in there. You've got Tyrell Alexander, Elsie uh, Greenwood, both saw an increase in their snaps uh, after Tylen Wallace's uh, torn ACL. And maybe um, maybe Langston Anderson is a guy who uh, who works in on a uh, you know a package or two here and there and, and gets some uh, some additional action. So that'll be interesting to see. Now we've uh, we've really kind of buried the lead, I think, uh, as far as one of the most interesting. Uh, it's not going to it's not going to top Gundy versus Miles. Nope. So we'll call nope. it number two. Uh, most interesting thing we have not yet talked about it and uh, we're almost half an hour into this uh, into this podcast but the uniforms that the cowboys busted out are uh it's a sharp look i'm a fan i i couldn't believe when i saw that video post last night i thought wow um i like to use the fire emoji on that on twitter and so i did and uh um we're looking at all gray uh to honor that the aesthetic look of uh, military airplanes mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. The black numbers. You got the Cowboy Battalion logo and the name on the back for right. the uh, ROTC program on campus. From what I understand, it's a, I've got kind of mixed that there may be another Cowboy Battalion. I'm kind of up in the air a little. Still doing some research there. Yeah. Bowls of Honor logo. Mm-hmm. Um, American flag. Um, Nike apparently approached... OSU about doing this, yeah, and uh, said, "Hey, we want to do a commemorative jersey on that," and they were all for it. Uh, oh, Gundy, yeah. Gundy's all about uh, honoring the troops. Gundy couldn't say yes fast enough on no, uh, on that. Not at all. Um, he was sporting the hoodie today. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that hoodie. Not it was lie. it was a sharp look. Um, but these these uniforms are awesome. They are they are very well done. Yeah, I'll be curious to see uh, what the uh, overall reaction is from Oklahoma State fans, particularly on game day. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's uh, mixed emotions about Oklahoma State's typical gray uniforms, um, so we'll see. They usually struggle in them, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's part of it is that they haven't had great games in them uh, lately. So uh, that's part of uh, of the issue. But uh, this is a different look. Um, one one thing I'll be really interested to see the only orange that I recall was is the helmet logo the only orange on the on the entire thing, or is there yes. some on the pants? Too? There's some on the pants too. The okay. logo is on okay. the pants too, and there's that stripe. They said that was for uh, to honor the Altus Air Force Base, mm-hmm. um, where they a certain plane. And I don't have it in front of me. I apologize that they train with and maintenance there. Uh, it was kind of a uh, nod to them, right? Yeah, on the and pants, the. Uh, the lettering style is uh, is Air Force based as well, and um, cool stuff. Really cool stuff. Uh, I like I like the look, uh, but uh, they had the matte black helmets with the orange OSU brand logo. Um, now, this does uh, this takes a bullet out of my six shooter. Yeah, I, I thought about that. Something last else night. for what the six you? shooter. Uh, my pregame blog. I'll you have should to, just uh, say uniform prediction and just. Go count, with count it, it as a victory. Count it as a victory. Can't take it as a victory. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll have to. Uh, I'll have to figure out something else to, to write about for uh, for one uh, one slot in the six shooter for for Friday. But um, you know, it's very rare that Oklahoma State, much less uh, that they that they reveal a uniform early, uh, much less a new uniform. You know the. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew that Greg Gold was involved in the helmet logo yep. for for uh, homecoming long before um, 
the homecoming game, but that information was being kept top secret. So it's uh, it's it's a rarity for Oklahoma State to reveal their uniform or uh, or something new, uh, but. They uh, they want to give fans a chance to uh, to partake and there's yeah. uh, jerseys you can buy t-shirts the uh, the hoodie that Mike Gundy was wearing today uh, all available for purchase and that uh, that makes a difference so they want everybody else to be able to be a part of honoring the the uh, the troops and uh, and everything that uh, that these uniforms stand for so it's a cool deal I'm pretty excited about about seeing what it looks like on the field yeah I I'm hoping we can read the numbers. Yeah, Not that's, lie. The, that's the biggest thing. That's all I ever care about a lot of times. Can I just read the number? Yes. I think I think the contrast will be good. Yes. You know, the uh, the other gray uniforms have the orange numbers, and they're a little bit difficult to read. Yeah. I yeah. think the this black numbers good. will be easier. This seems good. The white outline seems like it would work. Yeah. Completely random information uh, in a uh, Facebook memory that popped up on, on, my, uh, on my Facebook feed the other day. I was doing a Facebook Live video from a pregame back when I was with you on the high school beat. Oh. It was a, it was a Mustang-Southmore game at Mustang, and I was talking about the Mustang uniforms, which I don't even remember what they were, were looking like at the time. I think it was uh, maybe a uh, uh, red jersey with silver numbers, maybe. Mm. Um, and then I... Uh, I was not very nice in what I said about Southmore and their uniforms because it was a white jersey with gold numbers. Oh, I hate and those I did jerseys! Not like it at all. Those are terrible. Those, those are some those of the worst. Are brutal to read from the sideline or from the uh, from the press box. Those are like the uh, Westmore jerseys that have black black jerseys with black numbers with and the red the red, the, the red trim. Yeah. Red trim. You mm-hmm. can't. It's impossible to read those. Yes. Yes, just let me be able to know who's got the ball and who's making a tackle from the press box without having to watch the entire game through binoculars, and I'm good. Yes. Sorry, that's uh, that's a sports writer rant for you. Yeah, sports sports writer problems right there. But that's uh, that's how it goes. We're we'll survive. We'll uh, we'll make it through. Um, But. as always, on our late week podcast, we will have the mailbag segment. You can ask us whatever you want to ask us about Oklahoma State football or anything else you want to you want to touch on. You can reach me at on Twitter at Scott Wright OK. Find Jacob at Jacob Unruh. Email s right at oklahoman.com. Jacob is J Unruh at oklahoman.com. Send us your questions, whatever you got. We're ready for all of it. We'll answer as many of them as we possibly can in Friday's edition of the Cowboy Chronicles podcast, which is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast.